Is that us, Lucas? Are we in? Yeah, and I just came back, and apparently instead of playing music, Spotify auto-played to a random other podcast. Yeah, that's So people that's have been awesome. listening to a different, like, a Destiny podcast waiting to hear this podcast happen. Do you know what? I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for whoever runs that podcast to uh, send you a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am well, well excited. I just Yo, put on, like, my music metal video game cover thing and, like, left it at that. I was like, I'll be back in a few minutes, and it come back to another podcast. And everyone's like, that's very loud. I apologise if something's loud. Do you know what's loud? Life. Life's loud. Life is loud. Life's very fucking loud. And also, let's turn this light down. So yeah, hello. Welcome everybody to episode 74. 74, yeah. Is it 74 of the podcast? Yeah. And I'm, as always, I'm John by Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Hello, Lucas. And uh, yeah, we're once again recording this thing on Twitch. So there are people watching this live as well as listening to it after the fact. There are, yes. It's like they're in the past. Like there's, pe- there's people in the past and there's people in the future. And, I'm not and sure there's why. people in the current time that can yeah. just see that now, you know, spring has approached and sun yeah. is just beaming through my blinds. You can tell that I live in a flat where I'm in a separate room that's all dark and that Lucas is like got natural light. Yeah. Lucas has all that lovely natural light and I've just got these fucking just like eye beams everywhere. I mean, I still have a giant like studio light pointing at the wall in front of me. Yeah, because I've so actually like pretty... the face, not to the side of me. Yeah, so I've had pretty decent lighting for the last couple of weeks, and um, that's mm. just because I had like the um, the fat fiend just equipment in the house. So I'll forget I'll use like you know my professional grade lights, but then I've taken it back to the office because yeah, lockdown's um, done. But are we are we too loud? Oh, I've just realised no one can hear you. I don't think. Oh sure. right, okay. Oh no, they can. They can. Maybe we're just too loud for them. Maybe. Yeah. I I, maybe. So These the Yetis okay? are mighty, um, what's called, sensitive. Like, I the have eyes. my gain at zero, and the mic's, what, like, half an arm's length away from my mouth as well. And it still gets you, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how you been, man? What have you been up to? Uh, today, a uh, pretty chill day. Like, I've freshened myself up. I've cut my hair. Um, I'm halfway through dyeing my hair, so I've bleached it. Okay. Like I was this about to say, it's like very... Uh... The bleach part, but I haven't put colour on it yet, so I'm like gonna probably do that between this and uh, playing some Borderlands later, and then just like took a nice walk with Cade today in the sun, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. And because it's nice and sunny today, I also have Mm -hmm. a brother's toffee apple cider. Oh, okay, I'm not having anything to drink for a while. Not like that was the thing of you know that feeling when I'm like, man, it's a nice warm day today. I just feel Mm -hmm. in that mood for what. I had that on Monday, and then I had it yesterday. We got like one beer yesterday. It's like fuck it. I just want like that ice cold beer right out of the fridge. That's really out of the freezer. That's the oh, tech. Yeah. You put a beer in the freezer and you leave it in there for like an hour, and you can't. Oh, it's the dream. But no, no drinks for me today. No drinks for me today. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, and like well, that's the you're, oh, it's just nice and warm. And just warm you're saying that you you're saying that you got all freshened up. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not get freshened up. I had a really busy day today, doing a lot of like doing a lot of stuff. Uh, just mm-hmm. behind the scenes of the channel um, and just buying stuff for the house, trying to get all that sorted out. So yeah. I am a sweaty fucking mess and I apologise for anyone watching like, the visual version of this. Like, <laughs> damn, you're getting you're not getting your money's worth. All those visual you, listeners out there. Yeah, you are not getting um, uh, top tier Carl Smallwood right now. So that's no. an apology. I mean, that's the thing though, isn't it? Of, like, most of lockdown, we're not getting anyone at like, top tier levels, are we? No. I'm not an Instagram influencer. I can't be asked about life. But um, yeah, that's like, uh, I guess we can get into that of just... It's, it's, we're into we're a year into lockdown now. I feel like people have settled into just the idea of like this is it. Yeah. This is the this is how life is just is now. And it has been incredible 
uh, to see just how many people refuse to accept that this is the reality um, that we live in now mm. and get annoyed when confronted by the reality of like lockdown when it's been a fucking year. Because uh, as mentioned, I've started moving stuff back to the fact being officers. Okay, yeah. And that's, that means I've moved all the camera back. So if anyone's been watching the videos on the channel, you'll notice that they're all recorded in my bedroom in front of a concrete wall with a green screen literally duct taped to a wall. Mm, yeah. And I, you know, that's it. The glorious then, green screen. The glorious green screen, yes. And uh, I moved everything back to the offices now because, you know, the country's starting to open back up again. And I just, I feel a bit more secure heading back there because I know mm. that my office where I'm based has taken a lot of precautions to make sure everything stays safe. And I'm also, anyway, I'm in a, like, you know, a private office that no one else can get to as it is. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, you know, I posted letting people know. And the first thing I got was, oh, I can't wait for Lucas and the guys to get back to the office. And Lucas, as someone who is, you know, Lucas, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not excited about that idea yet. Um, I am excited <laughs> about the prospect in the future to be able yes. to be back in the office, but not at this current time because, yeah, I'm like, hours away and i think this is like the tweet i respond to isn't it of like mm -hmm. yes look, i am not vaccinated fuck no am i getting yet. on a train for two hours to yep. go and like record something that we can do like uh, albeit less fun remotely but it, we can still do it remote yeah but it's just that idea of people seeing it and going oh so are you all going to be like going to the same space again anytime soon just thinking you live in the same country we do. You know that's not an option that we have. Why yeah. the fuck would you think it is because we make YouTube videos? And then, like, it's just that weird thing, isn't it? Of Surely as well, if they, like, people know what is going on in the world, like, vaccinations are rolling out. Yes. Which means that a lot of people working from home, like us, especially, like, relatively younger people. Yeah. We're not young, young, but yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not 18 to 25. I might now 25 to 30. So. Oh, God, yeah. Gets um, me right there. But yeah, like, you know, we're, we're low on the priority list of vaccinations, which is fine. Yeah, you know, people who need them, like, you know, uh, people who are more at risk, which is that thing of the instant we put it out, people, oh, so you're going to be straight back to the office then and, like, think about it. It's like, what world do you live in where you think we're going to be back to normal straight away? Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, similar to when we very first went into lockdown and um, we announced, like, as a, just a channel, just, oh, yeah, um, we're going to be recording remotely from now on and we're going to put, like, a little disclaimer at the top of the screen. Just because even to this day, we still have people thinking we're recording the videos in person. Yeah. Because, you know, we just sync up audio and it sounds like someone is off camera. It's like, no, we are, every video with the exception of a couple where I'm wearing a mask, we're recorded mm. um, uh, remotely via Discord. Um, when we first announced that they were going to do that, there was like a not insignificant number of people, which I mean more than one. Because I'm like, how the, because yeah. uh, I'm baffled it was even a thing of reaching out to myself, you, Nisha, and then just like emailing the channel to say, look, um, I watch your videos for escapism. I don't want to be reminded of the pandemic while watching them. Mm. You need to not do this. It's like, the fuck? Like, we're living in it too. The fuck <laughs> else are we supposed to do? Do you want us to risk our lives for your entertainment? And I know that like, okay, yeah. And there are some comments going like, I don't like that disclaimer being up. And it's like, right, yeah, but I also get annoyed on the opposite end when I see a YouTube video being made where there's people interacting all together in an office. Yes. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you doing about this? Like, yeah, are like, you what... all just coming in and not giving a shit about lockdown? Because you, it looks like that and you've made no other explanation of, 
how you are actually approaching this COVID yeah. situation. Or like, do you all live in the same house or something like that? But it's uh, not yeah, we don't know. But the fact that a lot of um, a lot of people aren't transparent about it really yes. gets me annoyed because they could potentially be breaking the rules for making stupid YouTube videos. And even if they're not, um, the fact that you can look at it and think that they are, just it sends out a bad message. It's like, oh, yeah. if these people can annoy us, so can we. And it's been, it's been really amazing to see how salty people still are about that a year later. Like, um, in the, I made like a channel post saying, oh, yeah, um, I'm back in the office now. Um, thanks to everyone who stuck with us for this. Um, videos will probably be, um, the ones we're recording now will probably going up in a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, cheers to everyone who stuck with us, you know, during this like slight deviation from the original format. Also, fuck you to anyone not wearing a mask. Like a year <laughs> later, people are still mad about having to wear a mask. It's like, how are you still salty about it? How mm. do you still think it's something people are doing just to piss you off? Yeah, and it's it's so strange because like, just it, as you say, it's been a whole year, and some people still haven't gotten their heads around it, and some people are still annoyed at the fact that we're seemingly just following the rules and. I understand that, yeah, there is a deviation in quality, but it's just a necessity of part of, like, this shit show of the past year. Yeah, like, think about all this, the advice, and I'm using, like, advice, big air quotes. People on the video can see this, why <laughs> people at home listening after the fact, that no, they can't. Doing big old air quotes around that of the advice we got from people saying, oh, sorry, we got a whole bunch of advice from people watching the channel uh, that was just fucking horrendous in nature and was actively, like, either... Heart, dangerous for us to do or just fucking impossible mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for example on your channel we're playing through uh, Legend of Zelda yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild we got we advice that when we when you announced sorry um, that we're going to stop that recording short because we don't want to record it remotely we want to experience the end of the game together um, mm-hmm. what was the advice you got Lucas? I mean a lot of the advice was either just go and play it with Carl or it was to send Carl my fucking switch to let him finish it in the post in the post, yeah, my valuable and relatively fragile item that costs hundreds of quid, and it's like, yeah, just send it to Carl. Oh, the, like, which is, that's the advice that's bad, but then the advice that was outright impossible was, why don't you just travel through and just go to Carl's house? Because yeah. that's illegal. That's I'm against the fucking not allowed to do that. <laughs> so, oh no, but you're allowed to do it for work. It's like, if it's, if there's no other option. There yeah, is that's, option. that's the bit that they leave out, isn't it? It's, yeah, you're allowed to do it for business purposes if you can't operate as a business in another way. Yeah, and that's what we got in regards to um, uh, the channel. It's like, oh, well, you're all. This is your business. This is what you do for a living. Why can't people come to the office? Like, because we can record remotely, which is far safer. And also, I don't want Lucas and Nisha and stuff to risk their life to make fact videos. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. insane. It but, really is. And you could, but you couldn't explain that to people. No. It's and bizarre. every time we try to, someone will get mad. So like, mm-hmm. why don't you do insert thing that's really fucking convoluted and stupid and would cost us a shit ton of money, time, or um, effort to do? And, and that's it, yeah. isn't it, really? Of just because it would waste our time, effort, and money. Like it's uh, similar to like before lockdown, where I mentioned offhand. Yeah, there's a series of videos I wanted to do for a while, and it would be me just teaching people the the recipes I've mentioned offhand on the channel, like you know oh, stuff right, yeah. like you know the correct way to make beans on toast, how I make a cup of tea, how to make cheese on a plate, which I mentioned in the video, how I make like Carl's <laughs> carbs, my takeaway, and just like dumb little things like that as um, just bonus content for my personal channel. Mm-hmm. And then I follow that up by saying, 
but we can't because I'm aware there's stories out there of people tracking down where YouTubers live based on reflections and just the general layout of their house. No. And rather than look at that and go, man, that fucking sucks. It's a shame that that's something you actively have to plan for and think about when mm-hmm. trying to make content. They saw that and went, why don't you rent out another place to make those videos? <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I remember a couple of people being, we'll just cover up everything in your apartment. Which is, again, just another fucking ridiculous solution, which I'm not going to do for the sake of a joke video, but people are yeah. so mad that they're not going to get that video. So why don't you just do, insert a get stupid, ridiculous, convoluted thing? Mm-hmm. Like with the, the green screen. Speaking yeah. of green screen, we talked about that a while ago, didn't we? A guy legit sent me a, a message of, why don't you put your mattress against the wall? I went, because I don't want to fucking move my mattress every time I film. Why yeah. not? Because it's where I sleep. <laughs> I and, don't want to have they... to physically alter my bedroom every day I wake up and need to record something. And the guy couldn't understand why I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And got mad when I told him to fuck off. So, but all I'm telling you to do is move your entire bedroom around. I would. So, like, well, I'm not you. Then go make your videos and do that. Then <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, and there's got to be. There's probably a word for it. Presumably, it's a German word to describe like that level <laughs> of just cluelessness. There's but, always but, a simul- word. But simultaneously, the confidence. I guess it's like it's close to mansplaining, isn't it? It's close to, yeah. But... Yeah, it's similar. It's the same kind of energy as mansplaining of um, I'm going to give you advice on something you do for a living despite having no um, uh, insider or expert knowledge on it. Yeah. And I, I love like... when um, the amount of times that you get comments like that and you press people like, well, what what's your experience with that? And it's like, well, I don't have any experience, but it was just advice. <laughs> Fuck off then, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. All, all the advice you get about lighting. And mm, um, yeah. I, I've had multiple people send me messages advising me on how to light the videos better. Mm. And for, for, you know, those videos are recorded in my bedroom. And it's not that we're limited by, you know, equipment. We have the equipment. Sorry, we're not limited by equipment, we're limited by space. Yeah. So it's not equipment, it's not knowledge, it's space that limits us because there is like, you know, only so much space I have in my house available to record. But the amount of people, why don't you... Um, just get reflectors and put them on the, uh, all the different surfaces because I've got to live in my house as well. <laughs> I have to live in my fucking house. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's not just space. It's also having a living space rather than just a yeah. fucking like office for a bedroom. And that's one of the reasons I really was like, you know, excited to move my stuff back to the office. I didn't realise how just detrimental to my mental health it was to wake up and be confronted by my job the instant Literally. I woke up. So I've got a guy here. Why is there soundproofing foam in front of Carl? Because to proof the sound. Again, like why else would there like be? Carl's sitting very close to a wall where the, the, the noise would echo off it. Right, here, here's a pro tip. If you don't understand something, but it looks like it's there, it's like, presume it's there for a reason. I mean, all that, all that it is is that Carl had a bit of echo and put soundproofing around his mic and went, oh, that helps the problem. It helps it just a little bit. Oddly enough, there's soundproofing behind me as well. There's soundproofing behind yeah. where the microphone is because that's something that you have to do when you record content. There's soundproofing on top of the microphone as well, though. I've got this little thing here. I've got a little um, uh, pop filter on it as well. Yeah. And people probably hear that, that really nice, like, making ASMR now. I don't even know, like, anymore with the OBS settings that we've got, whether people will. Like, the Spotify version, they probably will be able to, but yeah. I'm not sure, because like, OBS I'm... does all those uh, those nice extra little filters automatically for you. 
They do, but I just love that one though. Why do you have soundproofing in front of you to absorb sound? It exists for one purpose. It's Again, got we one started pur- this podcast saying how sensitive those Yeti microphones are, man. They are, but like, people could hear you from the other room. Hmm. No, it wasn't they could hear you had a podcast. Didn't you? <laughs> I oh, yeah. That, that, that was, that I was hear, a separate situation. Yeah. I thought I could hear Lucas from the other room, but it must have been like your headphones on the floor being picked up by a microphone. Yeah, my headphones were resting on the mic arm that I've got. Ah, okay. So they must have been like speaking very quietly over to Carl. And that's something that sometimes my headphones will pick up the sound of my headphones play with your audio. So every yeah. now and again, if you listen to the podcast, you might hear Lucas like being doubled. That's because it's the sound of him over my headphones being picked up by my microphone. That's how and fucking sensitive these microphones are. Yeah, and that's the thing is like we could replace them for slightly better quality, ones. but it's going to be hundreds of quid for a mic to improve the quality slightly. Yeah, and it's like you know what, I'm not spending that money. So I might do at some point when I've got the spare money to throw mm. around, but there's other things I need to improve, like my general office equipment and my desk and things first. Like it's not the priority. Yeah, I've got things that are um, uh, higher up on the list than buying a new microphone to replace the already very expensive microphone I bought a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, speaking of which, like I did yes. see online, there's like these desks. That some people have been getting, and okay, they're not just stand up desks, but they're like stand up electronically controlled stand up desks. So the entire desk rises up when you just press like a little button on the control panel. Do you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like something that's going to fucking break in a year, yeah, and becomes useless because it's you know, if something like that breaks, it's not going to break when it's fully extended, it's going to mm. break when it's halfway up, so it's <laughs> an awkward angle that you can never use. But man, like, I I, you know, I'm not going to spend that amount of money on desks as hundreds and hundreds of quid, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would love that shit of just, you know what, you get a, get a stand-up desk, and even then, the, there's no effort involved as well. It's not like you've got to grab it and like yank it up and all that shit. Yeah, I still have people thinking that I use a stand-up desk and I just sit up straight. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's baffling to think. Like, no, I think I'd as just... well it might be like the the camera angle that you're at. Because... Yeah, I do I do have a chair. People can see it. It's just I have like, you know, I don't have a headrest. Cause who the fuck uses a headrest on a chair? Hell yeah. Just sit, just sit up straight. Right here, baby. I'm too tall to have a headrest anyway. Well, Every last thing I've is I'm like down. over half a foot smaller than you. So I sit at a reasonable level on this chair where mm. it actually helps me. You'd be like right up there. Yeah, even the prop- I've got proper big office chairs at the office. And whenever I sit in them, like, the top of my head goes off the back of them. So yeah. when I sit in cars, when I sit in cars, my head always hits the back of the headrest. Mm. And I'm always terrified if we crash a car because I'm going to fucking, my head's going to fly off. Well, your neck had like proper whiplash back, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, when I sit on um, uh, roller coasters and stuff. Oh, God, and I just no. see it and the thing doesn't come all the way down. I'm like, oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> if this thing crashes, I'm fucking done. I'm flying straight out. That's a lot. That's, that's one thing that, like, obviously, it, the common thing, especially with men, is I want to be taller. And. A lot of the time, like, tall people don't point out that being tall is a pain in the ass a lot of the time. Because nothing is designed for someone who's, like, uh, taller than the average, whereas someone who's smaller than the average, they can always use stuff that's um, designed for someone taller. It's a yeah, lot like, harder to use something designed for someone smaller than you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, 5'7", so a little bit below average height, but mm-hmm. that just means that I never have to deal with, like, oh, this thing's too fucking, like, small for me. And yeah, it's like, like, yeah, it feels, the most things feel designed for people around my height yeah like for example even something like a phone like this like it, my entire hand fits around the phone so it's mm. awkward to hold uh, it's designed to be held in a really specific way and i can't hold it 
and like uh, controllers for like you know I played with a fucking Joy-Con specifically because <laughs> it looked really funny. Yeah. Uh, and like baths, beds, my feet dangle off the edge of my bed because it's impossible to get a mattress that is um, made for someone my size unless I get the next size up in mattress, like an emperor mattress, which is like too wide for my purposes. Mm. You can't get longer mattresses. It's like stuff like getting jeans. Yeah. If I get jeans that fit, I'm quite thin as well. So if I try and get jeans with like longer legs, they always have like fucking wider waist. It's like, no, or t-shirts, especially awkward. Because mm. every medium t-shirt that I get is either too short or too long, or the arms are fucking massive and they pop out here, and like I've got fucking um, uh, cl- like clothes hanger still in there. Oh god, must be great. And that's but the yeah. thing. It's like um, uh, like you can. Like someone's made a point here. Like um, uh, trousers are the worst. So mm. yeah, if, if it's too long, like you can always like you know you can like you, you do your roll ups, like you do your eighties roll up tech. If it's too short, you can't add length to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I and have that problem point. with like a lot of my jeans. Of I have very short legs, so when I get jeans, a lot of the time at the bottom, I just have to like scrunch them <laughs> up at the bottom. Just those turn ups. I refuse the turn ups because I had to. I used to do that in high school and a little back and go. That is even worse than like just them being completely scrunched at the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. Have you ever seen though? Like it's now fashion. Oh, it's, they're trying to make it fashion of the exaggerated turn ups. And you're getting exaggerated to so you're getting turn ups that are like like four or five inches in, in length. Oh my god. Like the exaggerated turn ups, man. I yeah. see that and I go, fashion is no uh, fashion just left. It's left but me in the dust. The thing is, uh, you know, it generation to generation, I think everyone just looks that way of like old, yeah. generation older than us is going, Why the fuck are people wearing skinny jeans? Like, what the hell? And then we go, no, skinny jeans are stylish. And the, yep. the, gener- like, the Gen Zers are all like, well, no, skinny jeans are stupid. Why are they all yeah, wearing Yeah, and they're all wearing jeans? like super baggy jeans. I'm waiting for Jinko yeah. jeans to come back. But uh, never forget <laughs> um, when skinny jeans were first introduced, um, fashion magazines ripped them apart because they were first introduced on a catwalk. Oh, okay. So um, like, uh, and this is one of the things I learned like, when I was writing an article about it. It's like, why mm-hmm. is um, like catwalk fashion so just flamboyant? Mm-hmm. It's like, that was something I was genuinely interested in. So I picked that article to write because that was one of the suggested topics. And I was like, yeah, why the fuck do you look at like, catwalks and they look ridiculous? Mm. And part of it is it's um, it's free advertising, basically. Because if you want to pay for an advertising campaign for an upcoming clothing line or a specific company, that's going to cost you a fortune. You make one of your models wear a stupid outfit, that's going to get free column inches all day. Uh, so it's, okay. it's far cheaper than to like, just have one catwalk model wear one stupid outfit than pay for an entire um, uh, advertising campaign. Also, they're deliberately exaggerated, but they'll be toned down later for actual, like, you know, um, wearable fashion. Yeah. And that was an example used for, like, skinny jeans, where they had models on the catwalk wearing, like, ultra, ultra skinny, like, spray-on skinny jeans. Yeah. And then they toned them down for the next part of fashion. But then it's weird to think that now spray-on skinny, they eventually became a thing anyway. They did, yeah. But they were widely mocked at the time. Um, like they were like, look at these stupid fucking clothes worn by these idiot models. I get with like paint on skinny jeans why some people would look at that and go, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, like most skinny jeans are just, they feel like quite well fitted. They're not like stuck to your legs or anything like that. Yeah, I, I always wear skinny jeans. You can confirm I've never not, I always wear skinny jeans. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can confirm that. And I do for squats. the most part, like I wear either skinny jeans or like, skinnier jeans still uh, ripped skinnier jeans and stuff like that I, I tend to prefer like the fitted feel of them 
Yeah, because I still remember like getting that off someone. Like uh, the, the classic thing of like, the, why do you wear skinny jeans? And I just looked at like, this older guy because I do squats. <laughs> so I do squats. It's like same as like, oh, why do you wear like fitted clothing? Because I want my clothes to fit nicely. Why yeah. would I not want my clothes to feel like they fit and they were made for me? Yeah, I do love oh. that, but yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like um, just every generation trying to get away from the last by radically changing fashion. And I know that like Gen Z as well for women, it's like oh no, uh, like bangs and side fringes and stuff. Yes. Are stupid. It's all about curtains now. That's the thing, though. It's um, the easiest. It's one of the easiest ways to rebel is mm-hmm. by our clothing. Yeah, because it's like you know, it's like clothing for the most part is disposable and very easy to change. Like, it's not, say, something like a tattoo or a piercing. Like, you can put on just, like, wildly flamboyant clothing as a way to rebel, but you can always take it off. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is interesting to see, like, um, just, I am now at that age where I'm an old man. It, like, you know, in terms of fashion. Mm-hmm. And I, like, when I went out today, I went out for a walk, and just the amount of people I'm seeing wearing, it's like, I fucking won't be caught dead in that. I <laughs> won't be caught dead walking around. And then I think to myself, like, the shit I must have worn when I was that age. People say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it goes in roundabouts. It does, yeah. And but I in- just find it so funny to... Like, sit in this situation and go, oh, there is a generation younger than us, like, changing their fashion style now. And yeah, like, they're defining what culture is now. It's not it's no longer are, in our hands. But it's just really funny to think, like, but I'm not mad about that. But I know plenty of people a generation older than me that were super, of course, super yeah. mad about the way I dressed. The fact we even have that level of self-awareness about it shows more growth. It does, yeah. But, but in that vein, Lucas, what is like a item of clothing or a style of clothing or something like you know, that was fashionable when we were younger that you're glad is dead and it should never make a comeback? Um, I'm just going to go straight out there and say dropped crotch jeans. Oh, Do you yeah. remember the dropped crotch jeans that made it like you're wearing a nappy or you've shit yourself? I'm glad bad. they're dead. Yeah. I fucking hate them. They piss me off to like to know when every time I saw someone wearing them. <laughs> or... The beanies where they had the bobble on top because the beanies that didn't fit because yeah, they made yeah. it an absolute arsehole to find a beanie to fit. Yeah, and I I don't actually like beanies that are fully just like squeezed onto your head with I no no like um, movement in them at all. But mm-hmm. yeah, I actually speaking of beanies, that's one thing I do think looks really stupid. Like you know, like the really like short beanies. Oh, I've seen the, on them. Uh, the fisherman beanies. Is that what it fisherman beanies? Because yeah, it's what I, fishermen used to wear, yeah. I just as a as a fisherman wear them all you want. As a fashion item, I think they look fucking ridiculous. The ones that roll up over your ears, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look stupid. And it's just like it again. looks like half a hat is on your head. Yeah. And again, it's making it super annoying to try and find hats. <laughs> yeah. Because I just like to wear like a classic standard beanie. And I know every time I wear that in a video, I'll get a comment on that video saying that you do not suit that hat. And it's like it's not about suiting the hat. It's the fact I've got long fucking hair and I'm trying to keep it out of my eyes. Because mm. I, I can show this off like, again for the video watch. It's like, look. Yeah. I, I cut my hair, but I'm not going to cut the fringe because I know I've seen too many videos of girls who cut their fringe. Have you ever seen the ones where they do this and they cut it and then they let go, realise that they because they were looking down, they've pulled it too far down and it goes yeah. up and it's just like... And they just have like the, the face drop as they realise, oh God, I just fucked up my hair. Yeah, and that was literally like, you know, the trouble experience I had today cutting my own hair. And um, I was there in the mirror, like, come on, like, you come can't on. fuck this up at all. And my, my fringe when I was like pulling it down was, again, about yeah. like right in the middle of my eyes. And 
was just like sitting there going, ooh. And I cut it slightly shorter than I would have liked, but it still looks as good as when I've come out of the fucking barbers and they've done the opposite of what a fucking Aslan do, yes. so I don't care. But it's that thing of like, when I, when I just see it, I go, oh, you don't suit that hat, can't. I just, one, fuck you. Two, mm. like, what else am I supposed to do? We've like, again, that thing of like people giving us shit in videos. I, I guess it's just me they're giving a shit because I'm the only one who's visible. Of, um, oh, you look a bit disheveled or your hair looks crap or you look like, you know, s- s- just anything that's not like, you know, deviating from the norm. So you're not looking very well. It's like, what reality do you live in? Do you think I'm not experiencing the same things you are in lockdown? Yeah. And like, we're all having a shit time and the, you know, one hour or 15 minutes or 10 hours you see us on a screen every week. Like, that is a small glimpse into our life. It's not all of our life. Like, not long ago, I just... I just sat down in the middle of the day and like my kitchen and was just like, I'm fucking done. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I just had a moment where I was like, this has just got to me too fucking much. Oh, and like, man. people don't see that on a on a Twitch no, yeah, stream of course. Anything, you and you wouldn't I mean? want to stream if you were in that mood. But I, I have I had that moment. Like, um, uh, just Joe, just sometimes where you just stand and you just find yourself and you realize you've been stood there for like forty minutes. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I have that all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like everyone's having a shit time. You don't need to comment on a video to make us feel even fucking worse about yeah. ourselves. But it is fascinating in that way of, like, what world or what reality do they think we live in? Because, like, clearly you know how the world's working because you, you exist in it. Why do you think we, like, a YouTuber should be held to a higher standard or that, that they're not experiencing the same things as you are? And I'd love to, like, pick someone's brains about that. Well, it's like, um, obviously I'm not referring to us as one, but it's mm-hmm. like, quote-unquote, like, celebrity culture and I think a lot of people have that like idea in their head of YouTubers and Twitch streamers being like uh, like pseudo celebrity kind of status. Maybe I, yeah. I don't think that at all, and I'm not trying to put that upon us, as I said. But a lot of the time, it is just yeah. Well, let's bash these like famous people to make ourselves feel better, and like you see, maybe you see it a lot with as I said, like celebrities and just bringing them down for for what reason. Like not having makeup on that day, it's like oh they're wearing um, uh, loose fitting clothing. It's like oh they didn't have a chance to put the makeup on this morning. It's like they're going for a fucking coffee run. Yeah, you ambushed them in a fucking car park for Starbucks while they were making a five minute coffee run to go back home. Like leave them be. Then again, though, you also have the ones where like celebrities and stuff get caught out, not expecting it, and it actually endears you them more. Like the one of Ben Affleck, where did you see where he dropped his Dunkin' Donuts order? Did you see that? <laughs> Did you like, see it? No. no, like a, a paparazzo got a photo of him just outside his house picking up a Dunkin' Donuts order that had been left outside his house and he drops yeah. it. And it's just they get the image, but they got the exact moment that he fell over and they've just got like, <laughs> you see his face and he's just... <sighs> just that, that thing that he's not even going down to reach to grab it because he knows. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he knows. He knows it's gone, but he's just got to watch it happen. He's just there like... <sighs> and he's just, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Ben Affleck we've all fucking been <laughs> We have. I uh I did see like not long ago, uh just perusing through Reddit, uh, yeah. just like a video of a pizza delivery guy like putting it on the side to knock on the door. And, it falls and then over. as he reaches it starts to fall, but then he like he catches the pizza half in midair and is like fisting it back into the box <laughs> like no no no. It's like, oh but it is done, mate. <laughs> But you've got to respect him for trying. It's like that legendary gif of that little girl trying to do the Copa, uh, the Coca Mentos thing. 
Oh, and she yeah. tries to put the lid back on, put the coat, just and then you see the fact she's still trying is adorable because yeah. you're, just, you're not getting that lid on. Oh god, oh, oh. I absolutely love it. Like just, you've got to just accept it. It's it's just happening. It's like um, uh, I'm a really big fan of accidental renaissance or modern renaissance. Um, like it's two different subreddits, but basically it's just it's just photos of just people in random situations where they accidentally like renaissance photos. And my favorite oh. is the hung over, not the, the drunk woman on a, a subway and she's like passed out like that. And she's got a pizza that's all on the floor <laughs> and people have done it and like put it in like a proper classical art style. Oh. <laughs> and it's just the accidental, it's just, oh. or people have got um, like a photo of Lindsay Lohan passed mm. out after a drug binge and it's like she has the exact same look on her face as like a fucking uh, like uh, old Italian masters um, painting <laughs> and it's like oh, oh so fucking good I've not heard of that one that's a, well, so accidental renaissance out. is really good it's like um, uh, accidental like Fibonacci or whatever it is it's like where um, people look and they put like, the, the Fibonacci spiral over something to show oh it's, it's um uh, it's perfect mm-hmm. but from like you know a ratio perspective and always get like the, the Fibonacci bear where it's a bear that's super round and it perfectly fits <laughs> the it's, it's so good oh excellent just people taking modern life and be like yeah um, it's actually super artwork yeah like this is modern art right here it is it's, just, it's so fucking funny it cracks me up every time when I see shit like that the round bear <laughs> there's no bear those fucking perfectly round bears but just pe- like people just not having a good time but they have a photo taken at the exact moment it happens like it's just mm. it's so fucking relatable like that one of like it the is. woman who's passed out with just a pizza on it it's like oh God, you see it and you're like oh it gets you right there in the soul doesn't it we've all had just that one moment in life haven't we it's only you're walking um, home not walking home when you're walking about after a night out like mm. a Friday or a Saturday or something like that, and you just look on the floor and you see an entire kebab just turned upside oh. down on the floor, and you just go, "Someone had a rough night." Well, I had that moment like a few years back, and uh, okay. I was surprising Jenna with like a massive Costco cake. Oh no! And, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, um, so I like managed to go out and like get somebody with a Costco card to come with us and help get the cake and everything. Yeah. And got it back up, so like a flap, and we had friends round and such, and um, I got it through the door, and then everyone was like, oh my god, I'm like really surprised you haven't dropped that, and as I was putting it on the table, it went, no, no. There's nothing you can do, is there? No. There's just no saving it. It was just that moment of like, I can't believe you haven't dropped it. Oh yeah, I know, it's great. Oh god, no. And it's no. like, you look at it and you go, there's no fun. It'd be, it'd be sadder if I tried to pick it up. Well, like, the thing is, you know, it, it was still cake, it's fine, just, like, the design on the top got a bit smushed and stuff, but oh, man. it's more the feeling of dropping it than yes. the actual, like, oh, the cake stayed in the box and it was all fine, it didn't get uh, dirtied or anything, but it's like, man, I just, I was so close to success. Yeah, it's like I've told you before, haven't I, the, the guy I saw who had, like, one of those crates of beer that has, like, 30 bottles of beer in it, <laughs> and he was getting to his car and he just dropped it on the floor in the car park. And I just like locked eyes with him, and, went, and he just got in his car and drove off. He looked at him, and there's, like it's not even worth getting one out. He just drove <laughs> off and left it. I had like half of my bottles aside a smash from me once when 
we walked all the way back from Asda, like 20, 25 minute walk and mm-hmm. got to the front door and the handles on the bag snapped off and it was going, I was like, and I just like knelt down on the doorstep like, oh, oh, and then like Jenna just looks in the bag, he's like, a couple of them are still not broken. Yeah. It's like, okay. Have you ever had though, um, like shampoo explode in a bag? Yeah, have you ever had that case on it's holiday? Oh god, oh no, not on holiday. Yeah. At least, was it on your way there as well? On the way there. Oh no, it's at least on the way back. You took it on the wash. Oh, that's the worst. I had to just put everything in the bath and spray it down with the shower. Oh man, uh, I still remember that I went to when I went to Dubai a couple of years ago, mm. and the guy I went with just China Airways or China Airlines just lost his fucking bag. Oh, and he was really pissed off because it's Dubai and Dubai's fucking hot. Mm, yeah, and he only had the clothes he'd been in. It's a forty-hour flight he took, so he had like a carry-on bag with like you know some stuff in it. But it's like they lost his bag. And he's like, I've been wearing the same clothes for four fucking days in Dubai. Oh, that's grim. And I remember though when he called him up and he's like, I'm gonna get my fucking money back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. It. And he <laughs> called him up and he, compl- he got finally got through to someone who spoke English. He speaks Chinese, but not good enough to yell. Like the way he right, says it, yeah. I, I speak Chinese, but. Uh, when I get angry, I can't formulate my words better. So I want to speak to someone. He finally got to talk to someone in English. Went, Don't worry, sir. Um, we'll pay to get you a new bag. How much did your bag cost? Went, my bag cost £600. <laughs> and they're like, what? Went, yeah, it cost £600. I want a new bag. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll send you a voucher to get a new bag for £600. Can you send a receipt? Like, yes, I can. I'll buy a new one, and then you can get send me. You can reimburse me, right? Like, uh, uh, okay, sir. Okay. So he just went to like a fucking <laughs> a store in Dubai and got the most expensive suitcase he could find. Oh, that's great. And just ended up getting like that, and then he went to a shop and just bought a shit ton of new clothes from Dubai, like top whack prices, and made him pay for them all. Fair enough. Fuck yeah. you. But just that thing though, my bag cost six hundred pounds, like, no. and I was there like, no, you fucking didn't. No, it didn't. It's like you fucking bringing a Gucci bag on holiday, mate. But then if you go to Dubai, it's expected. Like a lot of people yeah. there do have very expensive yeah. stuff, and that's why, like he said, while well, I'm in Dubai, how expensive do you think? Do you? And they went, oh yeah, fuck, we've lost a really expensive bag because like, you knew they're not going to find it. No, no. Thought, oh man, that was think <laughs> that was the holiday. <laughs> like we nearly got arrested because he nearly killed a fucking shake. Oh you're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to fly drones in certain parts of Dubai, and he didn't know this. And he was just flying a drone out of the per- way where we were staying the window. Just you're like yeah. we just I just remember so we opened the window and he just got his drone and he flew it straight out the window, not realizing. And shit himself, <laughs> thinking, oh my drone's gonna pull because it's a drone, it's safe flying. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, it stays floating. So he floated his drone around a bit, and then there's a knock on the door like five minutes later. What the fuck is that? And it was just like a member of the like fucking Dubai either police force or they think they have like people who basically just like don't do this mm-hmm. people and they'll be like are you flying a drone yes do not fly a drone that's protected airspace what do you mean the shake has like said that this is where he flies his helicopter sometimes so oh, if the shakes flies helicopter you're not fucking no one else is allowed to go like, oh god no we didn't no we didn't, no, we didn't. <laughs> man oh but just... and that's the thing in Dubai I can fucking believe that that, that would be a thing just Oh, yeah, one of the shakes just, like, flies his airplane past it. Uh, flies his helicopter past it. Yeah. And you can sometimes see him out the window. Like, he sometimes yeah. just flies past, and he flies his own helicopter. Oh, God, of course. But just that fucking... Just, just when his drone flew out the window. Because <laughs> we thought it had gone. Because when you see it just fly out the window, you think that's gone. But obviously, his drone, so it floated. But we shit ourselves. We thought we'd just flown a drone out of, like, ten stories. We're going to hit someone. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I absolutely love all those videos of the 
the drone's perspective of drone owners trying to rescue the drones <laughs> from disaster. They're the best ones. They're great. Brad, do you see that one? Where it was like an Amazon drone. And someone just threw a fucking brick at it. <laughs> they caught it on the camera. Oh. <laughs> Those videos are incredible. Where you see it and you see the person like the one the famous one, the one in the lake, isn't it? Yeah. And the yeah, guy yeah. like jumps into the lake to get it. Just wading through the water. Like, to, <gasps> to try and get it before it lands in the lake. Yeah. Or my other favourite drone videos are the ones of people getting drones on Christmas Day. It's a very specific genre of video, and it is. <laughs> Guys who are there with a girlfriend who doesn't give a shit. Mm, filming yeah. either on Christmas morning or Boxing Day. And it's a brand new drone. You can always see it's like, you know, really snowy about. And it's being filmed by the girlfriend who's presumably like wearing like they're just their pyjamas and they're really annoyed. And <laughs> just there's one, and I, it pisses me off that I'll not be able to find it, but just the drone's flying, it goes really high, and you hear the, the woman's voice off camera. Well, that's going pretty high, isn't it? And the guy's like, yeah, it's got a really good range. He goes, what's the range on that thing? He's like, I don't know. Are you going to bring it back? And he goes, it's not responding anymore. <laughs> and he does see it just keep going. And it just flies. And the camera just zooms in. But it's like you know that that's like four or $500 just gone. Yeah. That's just fucking gone. But it's just you see it flying and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And it's like, oh, are you going to bring it back? I can't. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. Uh, it's just so fucking funny. It's like all those videos of people with like brand new um, uh, remote control airplanes. Yeah. And you know, and the, again, it's a very specific genre of video and it's someone in a field on a really grainy camera like from like fight and you know they drove all the way out there and it's like they're there with their kids or their missus and they don't <laughs> want to be there. And you know, the entire trip, that's, trust me, it'll be worth it when we see it fly. And you just see it go, yeah. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Or like eagles attacking them or something. It always like they always pivot into the ground at like Mach three, don't they? <laughs> just, oh, and they always do that thing because then the propeller will get caught on a, a reed or some grass, and it will flip it over and it'll snap the wing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a specific genre of it, but it cracks me up every time I see them. Oh god! I'll it's like people dropping iPhones. Yeah. Like Joe, like people taking selfies, and it's like you see the ca- and the, they just fly, fall on the floor, and um, just seeing like the the ones where it's like oh, the kids are filming themselves, like messing about with the phone, and then drop it in like the toilet or something, and you just watch their face, like, <gasps> oh no, what have I done? I like that one. This is another great one. If people out there can find it, I really, really um uh, recommend they do it. It's uh, someone filming. Um, like football chants or maybe at a stadium with a band mm. and everyone's going way, way, way like throwing their hands forward and you just see a guy and his phone's in his hand filming it and someone slaps his hand and the phone's going Whoa! like 80 fucking rows down he's not finding that I um, I, I don't even remember if like we filmed it or in my head I can just re- remember it that well mm-hmm. but just going to like a local football match around here and um like, this was, like, years back now, but we went, and our mate had been pestering us to all just go, because he was like, look, okay. it's just a local football club, like, it costs, like, eight quid to get in, okay. and we can all just go grab a beer and have a laugh. Eventually, we all gave in and was like, we'll do it this, this one time. This okay, one time. we'll go. And then the guy was sat directly in front of somebody else that had brought a drum 
to bang on <laughs> the entire match. And it just in my head, all I can see is like me looking to my right and like panning over and just seeing his face as he's like. Oh. Because it's the person in front of him just has the drum the entire time, yeah. And it's just like the drum was like essentially at the back of his head and just like doof, 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 doof. <laughs> and it like he was just dead inside. And it was just the entire uh, match. The entire match, yeah. It's like uh, when I went to a, I was in America and I went to a, a, a hockey game, I think it was. And there was just a guy in front who completely painted his face with the team's colours. And he was massively overweight. And all he did the entire time was scream and bang on the plastic. Oh, God, no. And you're not supposed to bang on the plastic, but this guy very clearly had, like, um, uh, seats. Because every time a security guard came over, he just yelled at them and they walked away. Oh. Yeah. And that was the entire game. Uh, just all, and the thing as well, because like there was a few seats empty, he would just keep walking up and down the seats. Oh, no. Screaming no. and trying to get, tell everyone to get up on their feet and stuff like that if they weren't cheering. So he's like, no, you're not cheering. Like, it's like... It's like, yeah. okay. All right. I guess this is how it's going to be. So... But just that, that one, I can see that, yeah. The people who took a fucking drum. And yeah, just, yeah, I... I like. I understand you want to enjoy your watching experience, but so do the other 50 people right next to you. Like, in your peripheral, yes. Yeah. It's alright to do it a little bit, maybe, but just the entire fucking game. But can you imagine, like, going to one of those football matches when it was, like, the Vuvuzelas? Oh, I kind of wish that I had. <laughs> just so I can know I've experienced what Purgatory feels like. Because that's oh, why I imagine God. Purgatory is. Just, like, because Purgatory is, like, you know, it's it's not supposed to just be awful. It's just this constant nothingness. Mm. I want that. I, I want like, that's what purgatory probably is to me. It's a football match with Vuvuzelas. If anyone doesn't know what a Vuvuzela are, like they're just a loud like horn. Yes. But in the one of the World Cups, I think it's like the South Africa World Cup. They were mm-hmm. like the official like. Instrument. item to bring into the arena for some god knows reason. It's uh, the inventor of the Vuvuzela is South African. Ah, okay. And uh, they thought, oh, well, let's promote South African culture by giving everyone vuvuzelas. And then the entire 90 minutes experience was just... <laughs> to the point where you could hear it over the commentary. <laughs> and it was that thing where they started banning them. For, like, I think it was every other football stadium in the world banned them in the aftermath yeah. of um, uh, the World Cup because it was so fucking bad. But I remember watching just a game and all you heard... <laughs> and I looked at my mate and went, what the fuck? We thought his TV was Brock. And so we realised. It was incredible. Fucking, like, if it's that loud, viewing it at home, and like, you, yeah, as yeah. you say, it would go over the commentary and everything. I can't imagine sitting in the middle of that. Just, just for 90 minutes. So then you well, know. It's longer than 90 like, minutes. Going, it'd it'd be extra time. Yeah, there's the entire lead up to the match. And then there's like, afterwards trying to get out. Mm. It was incredible. And I love his works. I think the guy who invented the Vuvuzela like was really mad because like, oh, they don't. It's a beautiful instrument. It makes such a wonderful sound. It's like, no, it fucking doesn't, mate. It's awful. <laughs> it just makes the one note as well. It's great. I love it. Or at least the ones in the World Cup did. I still remember though. They were giving them out for free with like cans of coke and stuff. Yeah. And um, we had them like when we'd watch World Cup matches at people's houses. Like one guy brought a Vuvuzela and he immediately said, "Get out." So if you blow yeah. on it once, you're getting out. We don't want it. Yeah, the thing that happened with like one of my cousins, he was just like a few years younger than me, and just 
It's like, oh yeah, this this is cool, isn't it? And just did it once, and every adult just like stopped talking and looks. It's like no, it's like you can do that no. once. <laughs> yeah. Do it when we score a goal, and that's it. Yeah, basically. Oh, I would love to do that. I just want to. I just want just to experience it. I don't know what's worse, like the Vuvuzelas or the weird like Eon clackers that they have, like the two giant just air tubes of plastic. Like, I think the Vuvuzelas worse, especially in like a post-COVID world, oh, God, where you yeah. think it's basically people just blowing fucking virus and diseases <laughs> into the air. I, I, I do like the generally... clackers though because they distract your view as well. Yeah, they do. They get right in the way of everyone. It's uh, like um, when you go out on St. Paddy's Day, isn't it? And it's like those awful fucking giant um, Guinness hats that I never see anybody oh, selling, but I see everybody wearing. That might be... I remember one of my mates getting in a bar. Like A lot of the time they give them out as like drinking challenges. Okay. Like prizes for drinking challenges. I don't think they sell them. I think it's like, oh, uh, down five Guinness and you get a Guinness hat. And then you see someone wearing it the entire fucking night. Mm-hmm. It's like their pride and joy because they can drink Guinness. It's and like, I've, I have legit seen people have fist fights over those things. Oh, God. Oh. Because obviously, it's never wear a hat in a nightclub. So no. Put, that's a pro tip for anyone out there who's not been to a nightclub yet or is thinking of going to one after all that. Never, ever wear a hat in a nightclub unless you are prepared for someone to snatch it off your head and then never give it back or start a fight with you when you ask for your clothes back. And I, like, you know... I have quite a lot of trilbies and like nicer mm-hmm. ones, and I made the mistake of wearing one with like my shirt and waistcoat out to a nightclub once, and spent the entire night just experiencing that of people running up, Snatching grabbing up my hat, and thinking it's fucking hilarious, and then I'm like, okay, that's the next twenty minutes getting it back off this guy. I'll put it back on my head, and then another person's gonna take it off my head. It was it was an awful night. Yeah, never ever wear a hat to a nightclub. Unless you don't give a shit about the hat getting lost. Yeah. Because it will. I think I've had that quite a bit with, like, um, when we've done, like, fancy dress nights out as well. And, like, yeah, if it's like Felix night, or that cat, you can literally see it. Anyway, Twitch viewers can see it hanging on my little lightsaber there. That's but, like, um, just spent the entire night as well. Like, I'm just going to not wear the hat. Because it's just going to get snatched off your head. I just held it in my hands and danced with it in my hands. Yeah, because someone's going to snatch it off your head and then you're not getting it back. Yeah. Then the person will get aggressive when you say, can I have my, can I have my clothes back? And it's like, they what? It's like, really? Oh, it's yeah. just a hat, mate. It's like, the hat that I fucking paid for? It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I still, though, um, uh, like when that happened to, um, uh, I think, a mate of mine. I think, I want to say it was the same guy I went to Dubai with, but... Like, someone just snatched a hat off his head, so he just walked up and just fucking took their pint. He just took, <laughs> he just took the pint and downed it off him. And the person just like, what the fuck are you doing? And just like, he just didn't look, just straight up. Just like, they took it off his head, so he walked over and just grabbed the pint out of the hand and walked off. And they brought his hat back later to him. He's like, that's the guy. Because <laughs> he's the guy who told me, like, it's, again, it's one of those moments I want to be there just to, to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used to do judo. And um, his judo instructor was one of the people who trained the English judo squad. Oh, right. Trained with, basically, the Olympic judo squad for the UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, For for England, sorry. And um, he went to a pub one evening, and they were all wearing their jackets, because they'd all been training. So they all went out for a drink afterwards. And um, there was just a group of lads nearby, and one of them was just giving them guff for all wearing the same jackets. So, oh, what are you doing with the same jackets? And Joe, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. And just making just various homophobic slurs to them. And the instructor, um, just what when he was getting a pint, like so he left his jacket on the back of his chair. Like someone's like asked like the guy grabbed his arm, which is a bad idea, he's holding a pint, <laughs> just drags him down. And um my mate told me he said he's always saw was the instructor do was just lean down, whisper in the guy's ear, point towards their table, and then walk away. And the guy left the pub like thirty seconds later. What and what he said you know? is, um uh, just Something along the lines of they were asking, oh, what, what the fuck's written on the, why, why are you those like shitty jackets? And he just said, read the back of one. And the guy like what stood up lots and saw, oh, Olympic judo squad, and just left. And they like, yeah, don't want to deal with this. I mean, yeah. I think still one of my favourite stories is those, uh, that was it like wrestlers or pro fighters or whatever, that uh, they're like black belts who got attacked for uh, cross-dressing during a stag room. Yeah. And they just, Oh, oh! It turns out, yeah, we're all like international champions and black belts, and we yep. just kicked the shit out of them. It was like five MMA fighters on a stag do, and someone <laughs> like um, decided to give them shit for dress being dressed like women. Yeah. So there was another one where uh, a story in America where a guy tried to carjack a van, not realizing that the van was carrying um, uh, just award-winning black belt. Um, karate masters <laughs> on their way to a tournament, so he kidnapped the van and told everyone to get out. At like knife point, and it's like you're asking six fucking black belts. Yeah, yeah, great, good idea. It's mate. just like they look back at him. It's like this is a bad idea, mate. This <laughs> is not going to go well. You basically just try to hijack the vandal by the Ninja Turtles. What are you doing? Oh, you fucking fool! I do want to see that. Well, I mean, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that moment, just to see the look on the guy's face when he realised he's been giving shit to um, uh, like the entire Olympic judo squad. Yeah. Oh god, I love moments like that. <laughs> Just why would you do it? Like, why? Like, clearly, though, if a bunch of people walk in, where like, to wherever you are, a bar or whatever it is, and are all wearing the exact same jacket or outfit, you yes. know they're probably part of some fucking club. Probably part of a club, yeah. Like, they're not all just wearing the same jacket because it's a nice jacket. That'd be cool, though. I feel <laughs> that'd be a good night out. All go out wearing the same outfit. Like, if they're all wearing a jacket just for the sake of it, they're probably in a fucking gang. <laughs> like, they're in a 50s gang. Yeah, it's like, it's like they, you, you just try to pick on either the Jets or the Sharks. Or the T-Birds. Oh, man, no, <laughs> don't, don't mess with them. Uh, speaking of which, though, like, speaking of all wearing the same outfit and football, uh, have you ever seen that great clip of when an entire football team dyed their hair white for a bet? Like, they no. lost a bet or something like that, and then you the commentary for it, no. Because you have an entire squad of people with the same haircut. Bright white hair. And it's like that you can hear the commentator not knowing who they are. Because <laughs> it's just everyone on the squad's wearing the exact same outfit. And like they're all yeah. wearing the same shirt and they've all got the same haircut. And they can't tell the difference between them. Oh man, that's incredible. It was incredible. I, I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, especially with footballers. It's really easy to identify them from like the numbers on the back of their shirts and the ridiculous like, fucking haircuts they have. Yeah. And this is like, you know, for all those American people out there. Not American football, we all know they wear helmets. Yes, uh, but soccer. Yeah. That's, that's just a good one. That's a good video out there if someone wants to go watch that one. Just they all walk out when it's that same outfit. <laughs> it's like that uh, that Trigger Happy TV sketch where he, dressed, <laughs> he gets uh, like 20 people all to dress like um, palace guards. Do you know what they include with the big bearskin hats? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he buys an entire row of cinema tickets 
seats and they all <laughs> sit in a row and that clip is amazing to go see because you see people sat behind them just stand up and leave as they realise it's the entire crowd because <laughs> like, it's mostly full cinema the film's about to start and then the entire row comes in all oh. wearing the hats because they yeah. book out the entire row it's so yeah. fucking good oh god and then what do you do because like Okay, if there's one guy with a big ridiculous hat on, it's like, take that fucking hat off. You're going to turn around to an entire row of people, like, take these hats off. Oh, but it's just the fact that you see them all just sit down at the same time and people just stand up and leave. I don't blame them. <laughs> Presumably to complain. Because it's England and people always fucking complain about everything. But, oh, God, that was hilarious. Just duh, duh, duh. Because you just see it and you, you, can, you can't do anything but laugh. When you see yeah. something like that ridiculous, that for fuck's sake. It's like, oh, man. And, like, obviously, well, to be fair, I was going to say, obviously you know that they're probably getting the money back, but I don't know with something like Trigger Happy TV. So yeah. Like, fuck you. That was all done, like, that's one of those very early. People don't know what we're talking about. Trigger Happy TV, Americans might not be aware of it. It's like a very early hidden camera prank show, like, just done by one guy. It was all one guy, and he just... They had a couple of recurring bits, and it's one of those shows that um, I like to describe it as existing before streaming. Because right, it's one yeah. of those shows, I tried watching a couple episodes a while ago, and I went, ooh, they did not expect you to watch these back-to-back. No. Because no. when you watch them back-to-back, you realise it's the exact same skits, just with different outfits or location. Mm-hmm. And once you've seen one episode, you've seen all, but there's a couple of like recurring bits in it that were very, very funny. And I think still hold up today. Like uh, my favorite just recurring gag is people dressed like animals kicking the shit out of each other. Do you remember those ones? Not really. No. Would it be people like in giant dog costumes? Oh right. Yeah, and they just yeah, do things so. like there'd be a guy just dressed like a like a Dalmatian, just sat mm. reading the newspaper, and then two other Dalmatians go up and just kick the shit out of them. Yeah. And there's a great um, uh, quote from Dom Jolie saying, "Yeah, uh, here's a fun fact for you. Like, uh, no matter how brutal." And violent those beatdowns were, nobody ever helped. Nobody ever. Like, initially, they were quite funny mm-hmm. because you can just see, like, oh, it's just like two people in like dog costumes and fight. Like, we started getting like baseball bats and stuff. Obviously, the guy's paddling underneath the costume. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But people it were watching looks like someone's just beating the shit out of him. And nobody ever tried to help any of them. Like, no one ever. Most people just stopped and laughed. I mean, that's the thing is. You obviously you have to take into context they're in giant fucking dog outfits. Yes, like it does look like it's ridiculous. A, yes, a prank or a show or something like that. Um, obviously people weren't expecting hidden prank, like hidden camera prank shows back then. Yes, that is one of the very earliest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really early. Yeah, um, but <laughs> you've got to think in your head something's going on because they're all in giant dog outfits. Yeah. People may have assumed it was a skit. Like this is before like um, skits and like pranks on the public were all that common. Obviously, we'd had stuff like um, uh, uh, "You've Been Framed" or like Beatles about and stuff like that prior to that, or Candid Camera. Mm-hmm. But like, this was like the new wave of that. Like, this is pre Jackass, even because this is like a uh, same with like Balls of Steel and stuff like that. Yes, like, that era. Like, like, you had Candid Camera and um, uh, Just for Laughs and stuff. We've always been around, but. And then there was like the, I got the new wave like stuff like Jackass and Trigger Happy TV and some of those I content are fucking hilarious. Like Air Horn mm. Golf remains one of the most top tier pieces of comedy ever filmed <laughs> because it's so fucking funny because it's just it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. It's so simple 
a, a prospect of just you just blow an air horn every time a guy tries to swing a golf club. <laughs> and it's great. And it, it is funny every single time. And um, is it uh, Dom as well that did the, the giant phone one? The giant phone, yes. Yeah, and like just bringing out like a, what, two foot tall giant phone and just screaming at it, yeah. but in public, like on the train or whatever. Yeah, and the joke was, and this is, it really dates the um, the content because that was just at the start of mobile phones being a thing. And the yeah, joke yeah. was that it's a giant Nokia 3210 and mm-hmm. you'd get a phone call and it'd be, he'd play it through a speaker. So you just hear it and it was that classic, like, like that old classic Nokia thing. And you'd always see before he picked up the giant phone, a few people looked to see if it was their phone. And then he pulls everyone out. Everyone the same fucking ringtone. It's like the iPhone thing. If you play the iPhone ringtone, you'll see at least a few people turn around, try to pick up their phone. But then he just picks up a giant two foot tall phone and just <laughs> screams into it. Um, did you ever do that? Like when I, when I was younger, I tried this of like being on a bus with like iPhone and you just have like the alert noise yes. on your phone and you just sit there like just chill out and just look around and just like press the alert noise and half of the bus just goes, oh, yeah, I used to do it in college all the time. Yeah. Um, I got the alert noise on my Android and I'd just play it in class all the time. <laughs> It'd always be the thing of like, put your phones away. I've got Androids there. Oh, okay. If it's not, I know it's not you, Carl. There we go. But I remember I did that once, like the teachers went, well, I know it's not you, Carl, so no, you got no mates. Like, oh, damn it. Oh, Dickhead. No. Do you know those teachers who just like chat shit? It's like, yeah, that's how you yeah. do it. <laughs> we had one of those teachers who would like always, you know, act friendly to us. And this was mm-hmm. uh, GCSE, so we were like 15, 16. So obviously you wouldn't at the same way around like 11 year olds but uh he would you know be like look i know you're a bit older we can have a bit of a joke in class Mm -hmm. Uh, until like one of the kids presumably went home and told their parents what jokes we say and then he got a complaint and it's like fuck off he's just trying to be a nice teacher Uh, he's just trying he's trying to give you the respect of that oh he's trying to treat you as like you know a young adult yeah, exactly. And taught to you not so much as a student, but as like, you know, a potential peer. Yeah, and that that was clearly what he was trying to do. And then you just get one parent going like, no, 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 no. You will like teach my children and not try to be mates with them. It's like, how dare you be personable? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh God. And like, he, he was still a lovely guy and he was one of my favourite teachers and made me interested in something I didn't give a shit about. So clearly he was doing it right. And what subject is he taught? Uh, it was like design and technology. Ah, okay, DT. So, uh, uh, I was specifically doing like product design. Okay, but um, yeah, it was just something like I wasn't that into. But we had to pick one of them because we were like a technology college. You just picked uh, that one, so we had to pick one of them, and I didn't want to do like electronics. See, I remember like... our old DT teacher, Mister Jutler. Uh, he was hmm. Sikh, and he was one of the nicest guys in the school. And um, I remember once um, he got in trouble because he punched a student and I was okay. like there's no fucking way he punched a student mm. there's no way Mr. Jutler would punch a student and his parents came in and they played holy hell up and they were fucking ranting and raving like how dare someone have done that and then it turns out that the student had knocked his turban off Oh, like they'd run up and they'd knocked his turban off his head and he'd turn around and he'd punch them and then the, when and apparently that's uh, the school just went yeah we're um, and I think the, there's, when it like you know it filtered down to school level, when people mm. found out what happened, it's like uh, you can 
you know, report him for punching your son, who's like 16 at this point, but um, we're prepared to put it through as a hate crime and give a fucking criminal record. And I think they just agree, okay, no charges will be filed against either party. Yeah. But, so yeah, don't knock a seat guy's like fucking turban off. What dick move? Respect other people's culture, you fucking jackasses. But it's like, apparently as well, it was a fucking clean hit. <laughs> I'd fucking hope so. It was a clean hit from Mr. Jotter, so well played him. And I told you to know about it, we had... <laughs> Teachers who cheated on each other, me one Mr. Mickey, Miss Mickey, and Mr. Disney. Which I always yeah. thought it was pretty funny. Ah, oh, it was great. I, I used, to, I love like teachers. Like there's a friend of mine who told me I had like a um, a math teacher or something like. No, he had a, a music teacher like Mr. Tim, like a woodworking teacher called Mr. Wood, and then a math teacher called Mr. Piano. <laughs> and I was like, I always thought it was just Mr. Piano. So you're gonna be a teacher, be a fucking music teacher, with a name like that. Yeah. There's only one thing you can teach, and you call Mister Fucking Piano. Yeah, and that's the saxophone girl. <laughs> do it. <laughs> no, it's, like, what was the like, the weirdest name you had for a teacher in your school? The one that sticks out in your head? Because the one for me is we had a teacher. I shit you not, called Miss Fish. Oh god, <laughs> and she, like she fucking quit. <laughs> and like, I feel so bad, talk But you go into like a fucking working class public school that's rough as fuck, and you've got a name like Miss Fish. You yeah. better have like a fucking like some thick skin or a sense of humor. Yeah, our uh, our form teacher for a few years was called uh, Miss McDonald, and obviously for like a bunch of kids that was just low hanging fruit. Yeah, and just every fucking day you could just see it like oh, I'm fed up. And then she got married, and unsurprisingly, like took the husband's name. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not fucking Miss McDonald anymore. Like, stop it. Oh, that was so rough. But I just remember the fucking Miss Fish. Just the day she came in, as soon as I saw that on my, um, uh, like, oh, what my class was today, new teacher, Miss Fish. It's like, oh, that's going to be rough. Because all that was is every time her name was on a board anywhere, someone would put a Y at the end. So it was Miss Fishy. That's all it was. It's all it was. But everyone just, just Miss Fishy. All it takes. Yeah. I think there was um, another teacher called, like, Miss Forrest. And there was a lot of just, like, oh, bush jokes going on. It's like, oh. The thing is, I'm a small one, so I, I know. Yeah. Honestly, that's why I'm, I I feel for people with those names, but at the same time, like I've dealt with it for years. So like, the only thing you can do, like, especially with kids or people with like you know the mental, um, uh, the capacity of children, like you know people mm-hmm. on the internet, is you just have to like, yeah, heard it all before. Yeah. You have to like. Is that all the it. comments I get about my hair? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I had another teacher like Mr. Clifford. A lot of people thought, oh, Clifford the big red dog. Yeah. And he just did not give a fuck. He just likes, uh, because obviously, not obviously, but like, Miss, like Cliff the Bigger is all like show for kids. Yeah. And it's teenagers that like, were in that school, like it's a high school. So whenever someone came in and was like, oh, Miss Cliff is a big red dog. And he goes, so do you still watch cartoons then? <laughs> and, it all, and it just always shut up straight away. Like, do you still watch CBBs? It's like, uh, got a, I've got a younger brother. Yeah. It's like, I thought someone your age would watch something a bit more like advanced than um, a children's show. And you just stop the joke straight away. I should have just been there like, mate, do you not watch Dragon Ball? Like, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that it. shit's awesome. Dragon Ball's so sick. It's the coolest. Dragon Ball's still so sick. And I, I love, like, just thinking back to being told when I was a kid, like, yeah, all those stupid stuff like Dragon Ball, just get over it. Like, you won't care about that in a couple of years. And I'm here, like, nearly 30 years old, like, watching Dragon Ball every day. Like, yeah! The, the people who did, though, 
Um, whenever you see them or bump into them, do you ever have that unfortunate thing? I'm not sure if you ever experienced this. Did you ever bump into anyone from high school um, who was like that in a nightclub? And just have them yeah. try and talk to you like they were your best mate because they recognised you from high school. And you're yeah. just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, I remember like back in uh, uni, I bumped into someone from high school. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember you. You're the one who could like grow a beard when we were like 14. I don't remember your name, but I remember you could grow a beard. I was like, we had French class for five years and you were an asshole to me. It's like, I was like fuck I... you. Happens all the time. I was like, I... I remember you being a massive prick and I remember you, like the moment I saw you in that nightclub and I avoided him for a good couple of hours and then he just like appeared right behind me in the bar and was like, oh look, it's you. I, like, like, I have no interest in ever speaking to you again. <laughs> yeah, I tried to avoid you in high school. I'm especially trying to avoid you on a night owl. Oh man. That's why I think like one of the movies that like, hits home the hardest now for me is um, World's End. Oh yeah. Like, the older I get, the more that film really speaks to me. Of, like, mm-hmm. Because we've all known. And the weird part is people say that I remind them of the main character because <laughs> I drink. It's like, no... No, because that guy is stuck in the past. And I think we've all met that person who's like, they cannot move past that one period where they peaked when they were quite young, whether it be high school, college, or what have you. Mm. And those people are so fucking depressing to talk to. Yeah. And they're so depressing to talk to on nights out when they're still trying to, like, you know, relive those glory days or pretend that, you know, like off they still act like everyone else. It's like, oh, yeah, that was the best time. I was like, mate, like, I was 16 and I had no fucking money. And I got picked on in school every fucking day. I've got a job now. Why would I think about all that shit? Why would I care? Yeah. And like, I know people might be sitting here thinking, oh, but Carla Lucas tell a lot of stories from like their past. Are they not doing the same? It's like, it's not the same because we're sitting there going, oh, they were fun, but like, isn't life good now? Yes. Aren't we just sitting here talking shit on the internet for a living? Like, this is great. Yeah. Whereas those people are going, no, 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 life is shit now. Like, I loved it when we were 17. And I was the king of the fucking world. And the older they get, the sadder it becomes. And I've met many people who just every time I like bump into them, like, you know, like friends of friends and stuff, and all they ever talk about is the last time we all hung out and drank. Mm-hmm. And like whenever we're like, you know, in those group situations where everyone's like, you know, sharing things they've done over the last year, it's like people are going on holiday, people are getting new jobs, people are like, you know, like going back to university and like learning new skills and all that stuff. And all they want to talk about is the last time we went on a night out. That's the only stories they have from like the past mm-hmm. year since we've seen them is the stuff that we all experience together because it's the only thing they do. Yeah. Is sit on their ass and just wait for the next night out. Yeah. Oh, and it, no. It's one of those, we all enjoy those moments and it's it's not as if they aren't fun, but yeah. you've got to also, you know, try and appreciate what's going on around you in between those times and make most of your life rather than just sitting there waiting for the next night out. And um, I'll, I'll say that there's nothing... And that's like there are things sadder than it, but there's like, to me, there's there's nothing that immediately springs to mind as being just sadder than the people who live for the weekend. Oh, right, yeah. And like, have you ever encountered people like that? Like, we- I, I get when, you know, if you're working like a crappy job and the only thing you've got is like, the you know the time outside of work and yeah we want to just clarify as well for people maybe don't know what living for the weekend is like weekend warriors yeah weekend it, ballers just kind of like people who literally just 
the moment Monday hits, it's like, well, I can't wait for like Saturday night. And I'm going to just not give a shit about my entire week and just pray for the fucking the next night out what we can have on Saturday. Yeah, the the people who they will the only thing they seemingly look forward to or discuss, talk about, or show any interest or excitement about is just getting absolutely fucking annihilated on a Friday or a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I've, I, you know, I'm gone. I, I'm partial to a night out every now and again, but the idea that the only thing they look forward to is the one night of the week where they can drink so much they forget everything else. It's like, yeah. oh God, that sounds depressing. That's just like alcoholism, just like just stretched out over a couple more days. Well, it, surely it's like condensed. No, it's condensed think- into one night. It's condensed in one hour, but it's stretched out over seven days. Because like, it's not like you're waiting for your next drink the next day. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. Like, that just feels like just you know, um, uh, just dying, but slower. And I, I've said like I get, and I've been in that situation for many years before this, like you know, the last year mm-hmm. where I was working in jobs that I fucking hated, and I couldn't wait to get out of work. Yes, but the idea that they don't want to be out of work, they just want to be on the next night out. That's when it's like, oh, okay, you like you don't care about chilling out of an evening and you know sitting there with your partner or your family or whatever and just watching a bit of TV and chilling out or going for a jog or whatever mm-hmm. like that. All you care about is being absolutely hammered at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And that's the moment. It's like um uh, the people that you bump into um on nights out, like mm. that you that you went to school with. And you just look at them and you go, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> well, you look at them and go, like, you look 10 years older than I do. And, yeah. we, and I know we're the same age because I know we're in the same class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's times when I go like, ooh, you know, I'm starting to look a bit old. Oh, yeah, I'm aging. Yeah, like, we are all aging, obviously. But... Do you know what these are right here, mate? This is the fucking comment section right here. Buried <laughs> in my fucking skull. And then there's times when I go, oh, man, I like, I I look rough for nearly thirty because I'm like twenty nine, and then mm-hmm. I look at other people who I as you say like I went to school or something. It's like, well, it could be worse. Yeah, it is. You look at them and go fucking out. Mm. Father time took a bat to that one. God, and like obviously a lot of time, you know, it's not just the fact that they're not looking after themselves. I get it, but yeah, sometimes you got to like at least I've got a full head of hair so far, so far. Oh, Fingers yeah. crossed, another ten years I can get out of it. Well, that's the thing. Like you've got, um, I like to say that my primary motivator in life is spite. <laughs> my primary motivator for most things is spite, and mm. um, one of the reasons that I like, um, I am one of the things that keeps me going, especially when you know, I feel like, oh man, do I really want to do it? Like, yeah, because there are people out there who hate me, and they hate me because they hate me, and that gets me going. <laughs> it's how you do it they hate us because they ain't us you've got to do it it's the always the primary motivator for most of my life but I feel like um, you know we've had a pretty good discussion here and I've been looking at the time now it's an hour and 20 minutes of the podcast so for people in my chat I know you're in there I can see you I can see your numbers you've been like you know chi- um, slightly chatting away uh, but um, not but but for you, for you guys if you'd like to ask some questions we're going to do Q&A in a few minutes and if you put exclamation point Lucas you can find Lucas's chat as well Hell yeah. uh, Lucas will be reading out some questions. I'll be reading out some questions. We'll do those in a few months. But before then, Lucas, anything you'd like to plug? Anything I would like to plug? Welcome. Yeah. 
I will do, you know, my usual weekly plug. Have you heard it many a time if you're not, a no, long-time listener? Remind me. It is that you can find me doing gaming things on both YouTube and here on Twitch at Legend of Canto. Okay, and for me, just Cal Smallwood. Google it, you'll find me. There we go. And I will specifically plug as well the fact that like, if you go to my YouTube right now, again, at Legend of Canto, you can watch a 20-minute video of me and Carl experiencing the world of Balan Wonderland. Oh, man, I watched that. Wonderland? Whatever the fuck it is. But I was like, the fuck? Because I remember it being bad. <laughs> I remember it being ba- bad. And I watched it and went, oh my, I forgot that they were, one, charging $60 for this, <laughs> and two, they describe it as the pinnacle of Square Enix RPG storytelling. Yep. Uh, that game is fucking horrendous. The Do man not play it. against the Storm Carl. Do not play it. Do not don't, play that don't. game. Like, you you need to... Like, I played 10 seconds of that game before I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, do not... Nobody do not play should be it. buying this. Do not buy it. Do not support that level of laziness. And so what I wanted to talk about, I guess, what people are filming to ask their questions, which we'll get to in a moment, is just, have you seen this game reverse review bombed? Yeah, you briefly mentioned that to me and I looked it up. And what, the first thing that I uh, found when I... That's what I wanted to do, actually, world, yeah. We could do that like, now. Balan Wonderworld is... Just an article going, Balan Wonderworld is getting a lot of 10 out of 10 review, like user review scores. What is going on? Yes. So, if people don't know, Balan Wonderworld is a fucking god-awful piece of shit game. Mm-hmm. That came yeah, out a few days ago and it's made by, like, Balan Company and published by Sega, I believe. Yeah, and it's made by the guy who made Sonic, or created Sonic, and some other chuckle fucker should be embarrassed to put his name on it. <laughs> and the game is god off. And the thing that makes it worse is it's so lazy. Yeah. It is just recycled shitty Sonic OCs. And as well, like, you have one button in the game. Yeah, there is well, one You might button. as well have one button in the game because you have a single action for your character and it's jump. And then whenever you pick up, like, a, essentially a power up, that jump gets replaced with one other single ability. And you have, like, the A, B, X, and Y, and the two triggers all do that one action. That's yeah, how, like, jump. little there is to the game. Yeah, there is more gameplay in fucking Skylanders, which is for way literal more baby children. Yeah. And I, I have now in front of me just the reviews of Balan Wonderworld um, on Metacritic. These are user reviews, and these are the Xbox reviews, but um, obviously okay. they'll, they'll be reminiscent of, they'll be reflective, sorry, of um, reviews for the consoles. 10 mm. out of 10. This game is a pra- this game is practically awesome and easy must have played and adored this masterpiece. And for the visual watchers, you can just see Lucas's face as he's trying not to laugh at this. The most memorable platform game ever made, a wonderful game to play every single day, even in co-op, <laughs> would recommend to all platform gamers. Ten out of ten, a definitely an incredibly good platform game, a joyful and colourful game to experience. I can easily recommend. If you are looking for a good and original platform game, this is exactly what you should play. Maybe a little strange to say, but this type of platform game can evolve dramatically when you're going on with your journey. I can safely recommend it. <laughs> An incredible and beautiful journey to explore with multiple amazing worlds. In this aspect, this game shines with great art design, a joy to experience. Surely the best platform game made for a Switch. Also, the ignore... Mario Odyssey exists! On the Switch... Also, I also suggest to ignore the ridiculous negative reviews. They are made by crybabies that don't even try to play this. <laughs> I, this is the, this is what I love about it. It's 
salty Sonic fanboys who are like, they can't accept that the guy who made Sonic 06 made a bad game. Mm-hmm. Bell and Wonderworld is a wonderful game, the kind of game that leads something to the player. A nice platform with an honest, cool theme. Absolutely play it. Don't These listen to the negative. I, there's no other word for deluded. it. Don't listen to the negative reviews here because they all the people who don't even play this game. This game is actually a good platform game. I should note that as well. A lot of these reviews were posted for this before the game was officially available for release. Of course, yeah. So, but don't listen to the reviews of people who've not played the game. Listen to my <laughs> review posted before the game is was there, able. Is um, there a like critic score on there yet? Uh, the critic score is Balon Wonderworld. Uh, critic score. No score yet based on... Because they need a fourth review. There are only three reviews, but three reviews so far are um, three out of ten, three out of ten, two out of ten. <laughs> uh, and the, so that would average out at about like you know 2.7 out of ten. The yeah. average view, user score is 7.6 out of ten. Every positive review is um, a 10 out of ten, and every, every negative review is a zero out of ten. Because you know what? That's what user scores are. Yeah, that is what user scores are, yeah. Yeah, but here we go. Interesting and entertaining platform game. I've especially enjoyed a lot of the late sessions of the game and the adorable CG cutscenes. One of the best games I've ever played. Amazing and fun with awesome gameplay and incredible designs. Absolutely gorgeous game. I um, I actually experienced a little bit of this not long ago. I went okay. to check out Resident Evil 3 on sale, uh, the okay. remake for it. And the amount of reviews that were zero stars... I love Resident Evil, but this game only took me six hours to complete. Absolute waste of fucking money. This is trash. Or and it, 10 out of 10. That's no, you... To be fair, there were very few like five-star reviews on the Xbox. Like, okay. A lot of people were going like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. Or there was like people going, oh, like four out of five, this game's great. I love Resident Evil. It's a bit short. Yeah, because usually with user reviews, and it's why they're basically valueless, it's either mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 or 0 out of 10. There's no nuance. It's either the best thing I've ever played or it's a god-awful piece of shit. And that reminds me of the best review of anything I've ever read, which is why I was trying to get the More 4 app for my Xbox. And that <laughs> app is terrible. And yeah, I tried to download it and then uninstalled it immediately because it's just full of ads. But yeah. I went to like the, ad, the review thing because I noticed it had like two-star reviews out of mm. like 500 reviews and just the number one review on the Xbox like app download place with like 400 like pluses of like 400 people recommending it is just one star and it reads below wank app that's <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need one star wank app done I uh, agree with that verdict uh, fantastic so just fantastic a revolutionary platform game easily one of the best games I've played all this year I'm really happy to express my modest opinion regarding this already controversial game. They gave it a 10 out of 10. Their <laughs> modest opinion. I'm happy to say this game is amazingly good. Reminds me of old school platform games. You mean bad. And if you do like the platform, you should give this a try. You know Le- what it does remind me of, Carl? Those awful platformers that hadn't figured out 3D yet. Yeah. Literally the best platformer I've ever played on Switch. Like, it's like HD Bubsy 3D. That's what <laughs> shit's going on there. The game is the most wonderful and fun platform game I've ever played. Maybe this game isn't perfect. 10 out of 10. They started with maybe it's not perfect, but they gave it a perfect 10 out of 10. Literally a pure joy to play. This kind it's of game. It's not perfect, be... perfect score. I'll hugely love this wonderful Wonder World. A truly unique game. I like it, especially the wonderful soundtrack and beautiful worlds created. What really shines here is the great level design. Good work, Square Enix. This is a remarkable game. 
Lol, who doesn't even try to play the full game? This, How much are the desperate haters these days? This game is much better than many of the ridiculous platformers today by Krillin Phil, 10 out of 10, posted on March 28th. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, fair enough. Um, 10 out of 10 OST, 10 out of 10 level design, 10 out of 10 art. I love the whole message being given by this game. To clarify for anyone that isn't aware, Carl and I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah, we but we could not follow the story at all. If there is a story, like it was just a weird vignette at the end, and then a man turned into a giant like wolf dragon. Now we have one here for this inexplicable a, reason. There's a re, there's a, um, a review here from Jiren, so I'm inclined to believe him. Cause like Jiren the Grey, I suggest to give this game a try because it's a hidden gem of the platform genre. It, to the point where like they can't even get people to review it. It's so bad, people aren't even reviewing it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like it's given it publicity, isn't it? Yeah, the most shiny and original platform game in the last ten years. Mario Odyssey came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, Balan Wonderworld is a must-play game, an absolute gem. Literally the most beautiful platform game ever made. Everybody should play this incredible game. Please no, please nobody. The best nobody game I've played game. this gen. There is a demo on Nintendo Switch, so presumably other platformer like yeah. other platforms. If you are genuinely like hearing any of this and still want to try the game, go play the just um, play um, the demo for free. Never give these people money, and then or go watch like Luke's video. Of like, we're completely baffled by it. The funniest baffled. and cutest platformer I've ever played. The simple mechanics of the different costumes make it a constant evolution. Multiple different approaches to all the levels of the game. This is a fun game. Would recommend over many often overrated triple A video games. Of course. Nine hours in, and I'm yet to have my first seizure. Ten out of ten. I love that. Yeah, because the just game... to clarify, before the day one patch, there was seizure seizure inducing effects at the final boss. So that's why they didn't get a seizure up to that point. It was specifically in the final boss. At certain points, there would be just rapid, like flashing bright lights on your screen. Also, apparently well. it's been solved in a day one patch. But. but how low are your fucking standards where a game doesn't give you a seizure? Yeah. But that's clearly like that person commenting going, I've got you, you like gacha journalist. There's no seizure inducing effects in this game. That literally. Presumably because you downloaded a day one patch and didn't get to the final boss yet anyway. Literally the most beautiful platform game ever. If you are seriously searching for a colourful and finely original platform game inspired by the classics, you should definitely buy Bale and Wonderworld. Or just go get Mario Odyssey. Original and interesting game with a powerful theme. This is basically the best kind of platformer that anyone can ever even remotely ask for. Magnificent platform design mixed with phenomenal gameplay. And this is the level of people that you're dealing with when yeah. it comes to Sonic fans. Uh, we have one here, uh, a 10 out of 10 from BalenFan69. This may be the best <laughs> game of all time. I really didn't have high expectations for this game. I thought it's just another platform that's just like Mario trash. Nothing like the good games like Cyberpunk. I think that one might be sarcastic. Maybe. <laughs> then we have some yeah. of the zero star reviews of uh, Final Boss Nearly Killed Me, and I'm not talking about in-game. Oh god! This game is a dumpster fire. It is. Um, as far as an overpriced bad games go, this is the highest in recent memory. Do not trust these positive reviews. This game is garbage. Yeah. So the negative ones are actually like usually the negative ones are just like no fuck it. The, they put a woman or 
a black person in it. I hate it. Like that's the rare time or situation where a zero star review is actually giving you more honesty. Yeah, that's um, Balam Wonderworld, the game we review now. But uh, I think we've had enough time. So one more time, I'll let people. Eh. I've got to reach over my fucking bullshit here to type for Lucas so people can see. <laughs> Her. So eh. Then Lucas. I love how Nightbot where Nightbot does this for me. So there we go. So if people want to go like ask some questions in Lucas chat, I'll go through mine. So let's have a quick look now. Do, do, yeah. do, do. So pop any questions in my chat. Uh, feel free. Yeah. The thing is though, no one's like asked any questions yet, so good for them. That means it's easier for us because it means we can leave earlier. <laughs> like one guy asked a question, someone has Asian friends, are you worried about the increasing violence against them? Yeah. What stupid yeah. fucking are you worried about people you know being hurt by morons? Yes. What an I'm, awful... Regardless awful, of whether they're my friends or not. I still care. What yeah. an awful question. I mean, shout out to that, um, that granny that like beat the crap out of her attacker. Fucking too right. Yeah. But like, yeah, um, just what an awful question. Are you worried? Yeah, of course I am. Because I've got empathy and I'm a human. Yeah. If I wasn't, that'd be like, you know, something worth noting. Like, here's the thing. Just assume I have empathy for others. Mm-hmm. Just think, will you do a video on Invincible? I don't do requests. So, yeah. I uh, I watched like a few clips of that and just was like, heard good things, but uh, it felt quite flat and like the animation just kind of lacked any oomph. Yeah, so uh, from what I saw anyway, I'm going to eventually like watch a bit of it. But yeah. It's on my list. Like Charlie rates it quite highly and you know, I trust his um, opinion on that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. it's like there was that new Pacific Rim cartoon out and I watched like five minutes of it and went the reason I like Pacific Rim is not because of the great characters it's because it's giant mm-hmm. fucking robots fighting monsters yeah and totally. you've kind of ruined that with this all it's that weird shitty like rotoscoped anime oh, style yeah it's like there was another one which was um, I think like Gods of Something or Other where it's, uh, it's about Ancient Greece and all okay. of the advertising stuff for it shows like um, do you like ancient Greek pottery, that kind of style, yes. like black on um, like the, uh, the yellowy pot. So it like looks like all that. Of the musical parts of like Hercules. Yes, the Disney exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what a lot of the um, uh, like trailers and stuff show. But the mm. actual show itself is not that. It's just a generic bad looking anime that looks really cheaply made. I went, oh, of course, yeah. It's like screw having unique art style. Yeah, though. I was mad hyped for one of like Greek pottery. So that's an interesting art style, and I'm really looking forward to see what they can do with this limited colour palette of just using black and red. Mm-hmm. So, nope. Instead, it's boring <laughs> as fuck. It just looks like anything else. It looks really cheaply made. So it would have been cheaper to make it with like you know the simple colour scheme, but at least it'd been visually striking. But who wants that, eh? We can fart that? it out for free. Whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I was excited about that one. Uh, but yeah, any questions in your chat, Lucas? Yeah, uh, this is one we get asked like in a different way quite a bit and every like, day just things about drinking games and like okay the, the one drinking game that i would recommend is just mario kart drinking game birio kart yes birio kart and it's just like you know people don't know what it is it's the the basic version of it is you have a drink so say you have a cup of a drink mm-hmm. and you have to finish that drink before you finish the race and you, you can't can... drive and drink at the same time that's against the law it is. Well, it's uh, against the law to also be drunk while you're driving cars. But at the same time, this is Mario Kart. Exactly. So, yeah, and uh, there's extra rules where you can do it with, like, double dash, if you have a friend who has double dash, where mm-hmm. like, you can, like, uh, the person in the back can drink, and then you can also go, like, full 
meta with it where you have two people sat on chairs like in front and behind each yes. other and you have to swap when you swap and there's extra shit you can add to it. But yeah, Beerio Kart. And there's a bunch of tactics to it as well, like um, uh, just parking on the finish line and just downing your pint and then going across the finish line or mm-hmm. doing it before you start and then you get all the best items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of ways to do it. Or like get a mushroom, press your mushroom, then take a sip. You're not driving, but you are boosting. Stuff True, like yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of like secret hidden tech to doing that sort of thing. But yeah, it's a super fun game. But for the most part, um, drinking games are just something that they're, they're better when you ex- just ex- not experience them, but come up with them just over time. And they're based around like something like you have an interest in. Because like a drinking yeah. game that someone might find interesting might not be work for another. Mm-hmm. And just if there's like a hobby or something that you like doing with friends and alcohol is evolved, maybe turn it into a drinking game if you're planning on you know trying to make it interesting. Yeah, why not? Like if, like if you're playing cards or something like that, just like put a shot in the middle of the table. Yeah, it's like you were saying, you know, uh, what we might do if we can, like, all get together and play Yu-Gi-Oh! is just, oh, put a bottle of something in the middle and whoever loses the Yu-Gi-Oh! battle just has to do a shot. Yeah, and then we have someone actually asking about it in my chat, which is, since the Yu-Gi-Oh! can't have an extreme, will you guys play it for a stream? We will, when we're all able to meet up in person. There's no point mm-hmm. doing it like this, because I feel the only reason I want to play cards is because you know, it's that physical, tactile sensation of playing cards. It yeah. feels to me like a more personable thing that you do when you sat across from somebody. It'd feel weird doing it over the internet. It would, and I, I don't really get too hype behind like online card games. I, I don't find that too exciting. But when I'm there in person and I can be like playing around with the cards, I'm like, oh, what do you think this one is called? Like, bam, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Like, yeah. fuck you. And we could be like super dramatic. And the idea would be mm. that we'd be super fucking dramatic and we'd set it yeah. up like a. F- we'd get. I'm going to go fucking ham. <laughs> I want to get all the music and stuff like that playing in the background. It presumably be something we do at the Fact Fiend office when we're able to get back there. And yep. There are plans to try and potentially revamp the office to make it more conducive to streaming. Oh, cool. At the moment, it just has like a couple of chairs in there and a TV, but like get proper actual um, streaming equipment and um, office space sorted. Yeah, that'd be cool. We should work facilitate that, but uh, there's no plans to play it on a stream for the foreseeable future until we're able to meet up in person. And then even then, that's going to be a couple months down the line. Easily. So there's not much we can do there. And then, yeah, any more questions in your chat? Because that was one for mine about Yu-Gi-Oh! The yeah, legend. Yeah, someone was just asking um, simply, what is the artwork behind me? And it is just a little picture here of um, Goku, like Dragon Ball original style Goku, like young Goku, mm-hmm. uh, just sitting on top of his house with like the red sun in the background and like a cherry blossom tree next to it. And behind me... Cool I've got, I'm not sure if this is showing up, like this little mouse. Oh yeah, I think it is, yeah, that's Robocop. That's Robocop's chilling. And then that's um, a painting of Spider-Man in front of my green screen that a friend of mine did. And they've not signed it yet, the bastards. So if they ever become famous, I can't say it's an original. <laughs> that's super gutting. I wanted, I wanted to sign it, so if they, I can say it was an original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, get, and just be like, yeah, I can sell it for money. But yeah, that's... Uh, and the weirdest part is when you I, I show stuff like that off, so I'm like, oh, could I buy something similar to it? Why would... It's, the reason I want like it is because it's unique to me. Why would I sell it? Or why would they sell it? Yeah, it's very weird. Like, can I have a copy of your personal artwork? No. Is that, no, because then it's not personal. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's no more questions in my chat. So I guess we can like, you know, close it off there. But uh, uh, I've I'll... got one more if, if you want to... Go for it. Like, go for this one. Yeah. Uh, just someone in chat asking, what's our favourite or least favourite thing about streaming? Uh, my favourite thing about it is the immediacy yes uh, streaming is um, it's immediate feedback 
But yeah, I've mm-hmm. better or worse. And um, like because of that, it's also something that once you're done with streaming, you're done with streaming. Like when I turn the stream off and I like turn everything off, that's it, I'm done. I don't have to think about it anymore. Whereas like traditional yeah. recording, it's like I, there is a bunch of extra stuff I have to do after that. Like there's, there's always yeah. like extra stuff that you have to do on top. It's whether it's editing or uploading it. So over streaming, it's just fire and forget. And I love that. And so I that's your think positive. I like that. Like I do enjoy that part of it, but I also think there's obviously the downside and the like complete opposite end of it is, well, when I'm making a video, like if I do something wrong or like if I'm editing Fat Fiend mm-hmm. and we can edit out all those like full blinds and stuff or something yep. we we don't want to put in the video and like we can add extra things like you know extra add extra elements um and do it just in our own time and stuff whereas obviously we're streaming because we're not doing it like with fucking producers and stuff on the back end like mm-hmm. if you want to change anything like you have to do it there and then just in front of a bunch of people and you're there like oh I'm trying to figure it out like I'm trying to troubleshoot or add things or figure something out like, yeah. on the fly and people are just watching you struggle with it. Yeah, and people have probably heard me like flub a couple of my lines so far. So yeah, I'm sorry about that. Like I have noticed that even when you're like uh, podcasting or streaming, every now and then you get in that like making a video mode of like, oh, no, wait, I'll, yeah. I'll redo that line. And I, I get it because obviously you have to do that for Fat Fiend and yeah. that's a lot of your recording time. And it's because as well I tend to... Um, uh, just speak too quickly so i like to slow mm. down try not to speak and it's just a, a coping mechanism i found of just like stopping to talk so that i can catch up with myself and then say what i'm going to say mm, which i thought yeah. would help but yeah and then i, I guess like a... yeah and then i guess the negative would just be the fact that it's um because of the immediacy the downside of that is that um like harassment and abuse is just directly in your eyeballs and people know that and yeah. that's why it's so it's a lot more um uh, open and just trolling and just people being like huge penises because something happened the other day there's like a good example of this of just how um difficult it actually is to just shield yourself from that is there was a dude if you remember lucas was just asking a question that i didn't want to answer like they were oh, saying yes. oh do you have any recommendations like look and i tried to explain as nicely as i could look i don't do recommendations for people i don't know who you are and i'm all and i don't know your situation and mm. i don't want to like recommend you something that then you come back at me and say that you didn't like it or you spent money on something you didn't like. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'd rather you know, just like, insulate myself from that, if you don't mind. And then they That's asked true. again. And then again. And then again. And then I got to the point where I said, look, mate, I've answered this a few times. Like, I've been polite as I can. Stop fucking asking that question. And you even had like, because obviously we can hear you respond yes. to the question. Like Charlie and I both telling this person, look, mate, like Carl's been polite about it he clearly doesn't want to answer the question stop asking and then I, we just heard you over and over again like, look mate i don't want to answer that question and you've already i've already explained myself and blah blah, blah and yeah he just kept pushing and pushing yeah and then after i said that they responded again of like oh you didn't understand what i was trying to say it's like now just please stop talking we're done with this now mm-hmm. and again kept going so i banned them from chat and then a wonderful feature twitch has is that once people are banned from chat they can come back in and continue to fucking... They get that one last chance to talk to you. So then, even after I've told them, look, I don't want to talk about this anymore, they get to put a ban request in, or an unban request. They get one last chance to speak to you. I I deny that request. And then this morning, I checked. I didn't realize I got this. They also sent me a DM to my account. So even after you ask someone not to talk to you, you, like, 
three or four times directly to camera while they're listening, please stop doing this. And then you press the button, that means they can no longer interact with you. They still have two more opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. And that all happened like live on camera for people to see. Yeah. And that's just something I had to deal with live on camera. That's like a, a downside of the positive that I listed, I suppose. And I think the positive for me would be like my favorite part of this is like the opposite side of when people are being positive and like if you know you're getting a lot of people in chat like if you're playing a game like oh you know like you can do it whatever like people coming in saying how much they enjoy the content Mm -hmm. that's really nice just having an enjoyable conversation with you and that's the nice part about it and that's probably the reason we keep going because it's not all just obviously people being assholes to us, there are a lot of people that come in and be lovely people. But that's the thing, if it's um, really difficult to tell a story about that, when someone came in and said something nice, or like, or like the channel or whatever. It's not a specific um, instance that I can think of, but more yeah. just in general, it's a nice thing of like a lot of people come in and be positive and, yeah. and it's that, just, uh, yeah, enjoy stuff. And it's that shame that the negative things tend to stick out more because they're negative. But and that's the- just kind of like human, like, Perception. programming isn't it yeah. I guess. it's human nature to just see the negative but as well it makes it funny and plus i get to monetize it now by turning it into <laughs> yeah. something i mentioned on stream but yeah Can't i think that's a good way to end it nice yeah just if someone tells you to drop a subject fucking drop that subject <laughs> it's not hard is it yeah.